Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. Guys, so thank you so much for all of the messages over lockdown. Hope you guys are, are staying safe. It has gone a little bit mental and with the big announcement last week with sponsorship and stuff like that for the podcast as well. So I'm we are picking the episodes which we get sponsored and stuff like that through through the new sponsor and stuff like that which which is amazing i'm really really excited for today's guest and this was recommended to me by laura aka irish yoga girl who was on the podcast a few weeks ago months ago i don't even know what day it is but Mora Rath is coming on. So Mora is yoga with Mora on Instagram. So Mora is a Dublin-based yoga teacher slash virtual yoga teacher now. Uh, she does midweek lives at 8 a.m. She also runs retreats with retreat underscore with underscore Mora on Instagram. And then she her main styles are vinyasa and yin yoga. So Mora, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, Shane, for having me. I'm excited. How are we holding up in this weird time? not too bad not too bad I, I feel like I'm one of um, the lucky ones I'm kind of being strapped with being able to keep working and doing yoga so I haven't been too bad missing the social side but um, I'm coping <laughs> good no because I think Mora is probably one of the ones that has adapted the most with kind of the, the yoga stuff um, in relation to kind of doing a lot of the classes and stuff like virtual and she, her community has grown massively and just kind of steamrolled from there so it's amazing to see that how you adapted because i think a lot of people could be left behind unfortunately um but you seem to have adapted which is all credit to you uh in in this weird world yeah no i don't know i think i think um yeah i just think for me i just it wasn't really an option to stop i was like i need to keep teaching and and for myself like for me um I'm probably a person that needs to be quite busy, even though I love the, inside, the Zen side of yoga. So um, I didn't really even think of that I, I was going to ever stop. So I probably didn't really have it. I think if I would have stopped for a couple of weeks, then I might have kind of been like, oh, but I just got straight into it right away and I haven't stopped and hopefully it keeps going while I can. Fingers crossed, like we're talking off air. So there's a lot of stuff coming up and it's, it's amazing to see. Um, so Maura, who, if... If someone hasn't kind of heard your story or anyone who isn't aware of your background and stuff like that, how did you get into yoga? Because it's it's interesting to hear how so many people get into fitness or yoga and everyone's story is so, so different. Yeah, and often people say yoga found me um, and that's probably, um, for me, I actually wasn't really into yoga at all. I had kind of heard about it and then back in 2011, I moved to New Zealand and New Zealand has been absolutely booming with yoga for years, some amazing studios and places there and I was kind of hearing about it in my work and then I was doing quite a bit of running at the time and obviously when you run you need to stretch so I was getting stiffer and stiffer so I said ah, I'll give it a go one day, I think it was early 2012 when I started and then a couple of classes in I, um, I struggled at the start to be honest um, um, but then I just found a teacher that I really liked I think it's all about that first teacher that I really connected with and then I haven't stopped since really and you made a massive jump from the corporate world and I think a lot more people are are doing that and I think 
it could be a lot more people doing it now as well with what's going on. Some people would unfortunately kind of lose their jobs and stuff like that. How did you cope with kind of moving from the corporate world to be kind of coming self-employed and going in towards the yoga? And then also because when you when you become a yogi, you have to go off and do the training over in India. So how did you kind of adapt to yourself for, to do that? Yeah, so I think for me, it kind of, I, I feel like when I think back, I'm like, was it a leap? I feel like mine was kind of gradual. I knew after I was practicing probably maybe three or four years, and I was like, I want to become a yoga teacher. I didn't know if I wanted to do it full time. And I was kind of in that mindset of, you know, I need, I need to have a steady salary, you know, be able to get a mortgage, all that kind of stuff that's probably it's kind of what we're brought up with or how we're kind of feel like we're meant to go. Um, and then I decided um, I was in New Zealand for five, six years and I was like, okay, I'm leaving New Zealand before I go back to Ireland. I might as well, when you kind of have a gap between jobs, go do my yoga training and do a bit of traveling. And I kind of, I kind of knew when I was going to do it. I, I, I mentioned it to a few people in Ireland, I'm going to be a yoga teacher. It was kind of a bit of a joke. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to just I'm going to leave New Zealand and I'm going to go travel and I'm going to be a yoga teacher. And I kind of didn't even think it true really. And then when I went and did my teacher training, um, I think there was like maybe a 30 of us in the class in Goa. Um, I went for a month and after doing my 200 hours, I loved it so much. I ended up staying, I was very lucky because I was between countries. I ended up staying for another month. Um, I ended up being there for two and a half months. And even about the halfway mark, I really didn't know if I was going to, do this full time I was still like you know um a lot of people that were on my training were just do, worked uh, one of one of my friends in the class she was a lawyer and like you know she was just having a break for a month and then going straight back to it so lots of people were kind of having a month and then you, you kind of go through the stage like will I won't I and then the other fear was a lot of people and a lot of my teachers say that if you turn yoga teacher being a yogi into a job it can sometimes take the magic away from your yoga practice um so um basically long story short after the couple of months of the training i just said you know what i'm just going to give it a go and i was traveling for another six months after that so the first place i went was mexico and i just started to teach i was very lucky I handed out flyers on the beach and that was my first yoga class and then when I came back to Ireland I kind of after that was probably maybe I had it was very lucky I did a bit of nine month travel trip I was kind of like oh my god I don't I actually can't I just I, I always thought maybe I'd go back into insurance my corporate side like and then I Ireland was really kind of booming at the time you know all these big firms moving to Dublin um, and then I just realized I could never go back into an office so I just started teaching yeah from then really just kept going I my first job official job with a lot of volunteer volunteer volunteering and yoga work when I was traveling so my first kind of paid was a little a little crossfit studio in Gori and I hired a dance studio beside it and yeah I had my first yogis there come that's awesome and like how did you kind of deal with I know for a lot of people, I know I had this, so I'm not speaking out of turn on this. I know when I went from corporate to going out on my own, that there, I had this perception that people would care about what you were doing. People would be naysaying against you, all that kind of stuff, and it's not a great idea. How did you kind of over, overcome those kind of thoughts, or did you have those thoughts at all? You know what, I, um, I think it's like, 
I think everyone probably has that you know you want people to kind of validate what you're doing and, and believe in it as much as you can and I think I was quite blessed because I come from a, a, my family are very supportive but and um, most of my brothers and my dad are, have all been self-employed so I've come from a house where you know there's plumbers my dad has a shop like my other brother has a security but everyone has kind of a different project they've had lots of different projects and um, over the years um, and I feel like that's why I probably I probably got that like I kind of that coming from home seeing that people can actually make it on their own and, and give it a go probably made me push a little bit more towards it but saying that like some of my friends they've all been supportive like they definitely have they'll be listening saying, I supported you but um they have all been supportive but I think it's probably maybe the thoughts I had that people didn't think I was going to be able to do it or that was probably what was happening is that answering the question <laughs> yeah no I, I would agree I think it, it I think what happens like I've had an awful lot of kind of questions since lockdown on how I made the transition from corporate world to this. Like my circumstances were completely different to everyone else's. Like I got sick, so I had to leave. I had to leave the corporate world. But I was on a podcast recently, and the whole podcast was making the shift. And I think a lot of a lot of us kind of have these thoughts in our head that people are are caring what or we care too much what people think. But I I think most of the time people generally don't give a crap about what everyone or whatever what anyone else is doing they are kind of so kind of caught up with their own little thing they don't really care what you're doing and generally if they do care they're and they're kind of gossiping about you it's normally because they're not very comfortable in their own little thing and that's what i found i've been like you i've been so lucky with my mates supporting and stuff like that and it, it's yeah. funny when you get a message from them asking about nutrition or you get them a new a, a, a pt question or a gym question from them uh, I fully know they're not going to listen to it. They're just asking the question. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's it, it's mad. Like, I think so many people got caught up in what everyone else thinks. And I think hopefully hopefully people will start to make a little few changes. Because I, I know a lot of people that are just miserable in their jobs at the minute. That's it. And I think this time at home is giving people time to think about what they actually might want to do or what makes them happier. Um, and I think as well, like, it's so important to surround yourself by around your friends that are, you know, that are supporting you, like, you know, are buzzed for your ideas. Um, you know, you don't have to stay and do the same thing, but, uh, uh, you know, stay in the same job. If you're unhappy, it's like looking at the big picture of what actually makes you happy. And I feel that if you have passion and the thing that you're going to transition to, so I think this is probably something like lots of people have the idea of becoming self-employed, be your own boss. It all sounds amazing. But if you have the idea of what you're planning on doing isn't something that you are 100% passionate about, that's when you probably have more self-doubt and maybe someone's little comment you kind of get into it. But if you truly believe in it, maybe maybe it's a little bit easier. That's what I kind of feel. No, I, I would agree with you. Like, don't get me wrong. There are days where, like, we were talking off air. There's days since lockdown and stuff like that. There was where it's. I found at the beginning of lockdown that I was probably being a busy fool and not being very productive. And I was just being busy for the sake of being busy. But it is so important to find that balance because being self-employed can overtake and you can be very, very self-critical on yourself. You can be very, very harsh on yourself for not hitting targets or not getting clients or whatever something kind of comes up and it's just about kind of sometimes taking a step back or else as you said having that support group 
and you're so lucky that you've had a family who have come from you've kind of come from an entrepreneurial background so they those guys would have kind of tested the water for you if you know what i mean so you can use them as a sending board and i think if you are taking advice off someone it's exactly what Maura has done she's taking she's taking advice potentially from people who have gone out on their own don't necessarily take advice from someone who is there's nothing wrong with these types of jobs like the civil service jobs that someone is so cozy in those jobs like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that type of job but i wouldn't take advice from those type of those people and um, because they they're they're in the steady job steady incomes for life steady pensions which is amazing yeah and i do feel like um like lots of people as well on the other side of you might have the idea of it being good but the work is real like you don't stop um i think there's like a famous quote i'll probably get it wrong now but it's like um you know if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life or else if you love what you do you'll work every single day of your life so it's like both sides um of the sword like you, you know you don't stop but i think another thing what you were saying there about getting advice from people that have been into is really good but having friends that challenge you as well is good you know like do you think that's gonna work or what about this like that you know and sometimes people can be i, I definitely can be a little bit i treat it as my little baby oh you don't know but sometimes people that care about you might be asking the questions that you need to be asked yeah, I think I, 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 I do agree with you there that sometimes if you have an idea or something like that coming up and you're like, and you're not sure what it is and you have, you're kind of go to two or three people or even one person um, to kind of sound board that idea off. If they're, if they're close enough to you, they will tell you it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what friends are for, family are for. And it's just it's it's just about realizing and not taking offense to it. If it's if they're saying it's a crap idea, potentially it is a crap idea. Um, but it is it is important that to kind of think things through. Like if you are talking about potentially starting out doing something, potentially start to do like when when things and parks open back up and you're thinking about doing baking, try to do the baking as a mixer on the side, and then if you're making enough income out of that, potentially go and rent a that's space it. that's a really good point just like trial it like start small like you're not gonna start really big i think it's just about starting small and see how it goes um and definitely if you if you are thinking of making the move the best thing you can do is save and have a bit of money and save while you're starting so you're not just like crap but if you have a little bit of a safety net it can definitely i had quite i was quite lucky i saved saved my ass off before i left um new zealand my job and um, so I had a little bit of a safety net just in case, um, which definitely helped, I think. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, like there are obviously people that are going to be losing jobs and stuff during this weird time, but a lot of people also will be saving more money than ever because they're not necessarily going out on nights out every weekend. We so, can't go anywhere to spend our money. <laughs> yeah, so everyone's getting Amazon deliveries to their house. <laughs> <laughs> it's bonkers it's literally every time you look, look out the window DPD or one of the other courier companies are running down the road it's mad um, I think that the, with, with the yoga stuff I probably fell into this bracket before I went travelling of that yoga wasn't for me and this is one of the most most kind of common 
answers or common statements that you, you hear from when you're teaching yoga that if you if say if I have a client that I want to kind of work on my bit like Pilates or yoga isn't for me and I'm like have you tried it they're like no well how do you know it's not for you it, it's just have you kind of got any advice for those people stepping out of their comfort zone or what would you say to someone that has said that I, I guarantee you've heard it as well yeah I've heard it so much and um, definitely and another popular one is I can't even touch my toes and um, so that's like a lot of people would say that to me I don't know about yoga I can't touch my toes and I often just say to people well if you bend your knees you can touch your toes and um, I, I just think that like obviously I love yoga and I just think everyone out there can find a way to love yoga it might just be even at a slow pace I don't think that it's for everyone to do every day or even every week um, but there's so much different practices, especially if you are someone that's like a big gym and um, bunny and you're always working out, lifting weights and um, for the recovery um, as well. Or if you're someone that's, you know, works a tech job and you're stuck on your computer all day and your mind is just always on um, the mindful side. So I just think there's so many different sides to it, but there definitely is a yoga class out there for everyone, um, whatever kind of age you are, whatever kind of ability or fitness. And sometimes it might just be finding the right teacher. Like I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea and I, I go to some amazing teachers that I love who teach completely different style than me. So I think it's good to, if you go to one class and it wasn't for you, you just try another class and hopefully you'll find the right one for you. It is. It's, it's, it's exactly that about finding what coach or what person works for you. And I'm sure there's people that I've worked with as well that haven't or have said that like my classes or my style of coaching isn't for them. And some people want the kind of the Billy boot camp coach. Some people want the, the arm around the shoulder. And yeah. I think it is important to kind of test the water and potentially even try. I, I don't know if people will generally find out after one session though. What was your thoughts beyond that? Or do you think yeah, that there's, I think, I think you, you can be, really lucky some people love it after one but I for me I kind of I ended up buying a pass for a hot studio a hot yoga studio and the first two classes I just struggled but I was going with one of my friends so I was like all right and then I went to the third fourth class I was still struggling I'm naturally very very stiff person naturally not flexible at all um, but the mindful side of it and um, working in a corporate job that's what I actually really liked about it um, and then the breath and um, I think it took me a very long time to get the breath but once you kind of get that it's like riding a bike and then the rest really um, comes easy yeah I think what you've mentioned there about kind of going with a friend I think that is a massive one I think so many people are kind of, kind of feel like they're kind of they don't want to go on their own and I yeah, think yeah. obviously now it's a little bit of a weird time that we can't we have to say two meters apart from each other but it's so so important that if like it's even with any with any style of training if you're going to a class whether it's yoga or anything like that if you have a friend or a buddy system even going out for a walk and you can see a lot more people are kind of going out for walks now with their friends trying to have a catch-up and you can make a laugh out of it as well but i think and you're a little bit more accountable if you have signed up for something with someone and it's like even though at the moment we can't go to our gym classes you can sign up to a virtual class with someone and i have like mothers and daughters around the country and um, some in daughters in Dublin and then you know then in Cork their mom and they're tuning in virtually and I just feel like people would have never done that before so um it's probably the same with gym classes you know anything that's online people have friends from around the world being able to tune in that would have never been able to 
100%. Like I've had clients in Australia, Asia, New York, and they've kind of all awesome. it's 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 mental. And like I say to my friends, and when they're asking like how business is going and stuff, I'm like yeah, and I'm kind of like yeah, I've got clients in X, Y, and Z. I'll probably never meet these people, and that's that's the thing that baffles me. But yes, yeah. it's about kind of whatever works for you. And some of those, some of my clients have been with me for like two and a half years, and it it, it it's it, it's mad. And in relation to the yoga, like you've spoken about there, about kind of hot yoga and other types of yoga, you mainly kind of concentrate on vinyasa and yin. What are the main differences between the two? So vinyasa yoga is about connecting each movement with a breath. It's more of a contemporary kind of um, new style of kind of yoga. It comes from originally from the Ashtanga practice. And I personally feel like um, vinyasa is kind of a class that even though there's so many different types of vinyasa, different teachers teach different styles, it's something that's kind of available to most people. Um, and that's why I like it. You can really build um, a sweat up, you can build your strength a lot um, while being mindful. Um, so it's, it's, it is my favorite vinyasa. And then yin is, um, everyone needs a bit of yin in life. And so it's definitely, for some people only doing yin yoga, yin is definitely a complementary practice. It's all floor based. And you hold some of the poses from two minutes, others to seven. So you don't build any kind of fitness from yin, um, but you do, um, it does really help with, um, especially um, stress, which is a big thing at the moment, um, and tension in your body. So, you know, they do say a consistent yin practice. If you consistently practice yin for like 18 months to two years, um, a few times a week you can actually get rid of all that tension in your body so it's um, pretty powerful and um, yeah but both they complement each other and I always say to people just give it a go you know have you got any advice for like everyone's working from home or most people are working from home have you got any advice for people who are potentially just sedentary behind a desk for most of the day with kind of like stretches or anything like that in relation to kind of get up and move around a little bit to kind of particularly the lower back that generally gets destroyed from sitting on a chair all day that's it and the lower back is like one of those areas that most of the pain or the niggles come from actually from stress and um, but i always say to people even if you can't commit to the yoga class which is hard for lots of people just even simply finding a child's pose once a day for a couple of minutes or a down dog or a couple of cat cows will definitely just release your spine especially for your lower back um just a couple of breaths in that or even just sitting in stillness closing your eyes it doesn't have to be moving and um, until you practice it you can't diss it <laughs> i love that uh, that that's a nice segue into one of your mantras which is finding joy in the stillness <laughs> And that's funny. I, I, that, that one, that's, that's one of my favorite mantras actually over, um, this whole, um, time, this, um, the pandemic. And so for me, I don't, most people, well, I'm quite a fidgety person. I'm always moving and, um, yin is all about having complete stillness in your body. So I really struggled. I did my yin training, uh, about 18 months ago. And this guy came to Dublin. I did a training, a weekend course of it. And, I just struggle so much, you know, with the stillness that's being practiced. Um, and then I listened to, I think it was um, Gabrielle Beinstein. Do you know her? She does, yeah. Universe Has Your Back. She does, she does amazing books, but I listened to an audio book and it was all about, yoga is all about finding 
your true joy um and she just said imagine finding joy in absolutely everything you do and then whatever she said in one sentence it just got into my head and I was like find joy in the stillness and then I just found it's really helped even if you're holding a pose and you're bored just have a simple smile um and it can help you relax and get even deeper into it it's mad I think a lot of people have been rushing around like lunatics with the amount of zoom like we were talking off air about the, the amount of zoom sessions and stuff that are I feel like I feel like I should be sponsored by zoom at this yeah. stage but like I think a lot of people are afraid to be with their own thoughts though I think a lot of people are, are, are afraid to be uncomfortable getting comfortable whether it be kind of exercising or just kind of being with their own thoughts because I don't think a lot of people have been kind of this sedentary or have been this kind of like locked away at home before or have been able to have this much downtime because I think so often with kind of the corporate world I I, I know for myself that it, it's almost a contest how busy you can be and I think it's it's something that I think hopefully something positive has come out of this in the fact that people will almost make it a priority that they can take a step back spend more time with their kids prioritize that prioritize thinking time prioritize journaling prioritize themselves rather yeah. than kind of being a, a yes man to the corporate world and there's nothing wrong at the corporate world and you're trying to climb that corporate ladder and you're and you're happy enough with that that go, by all means go for it but i know from speaking to an awful lot of people and a lot of my mates and stuff like that that the vast majority of them are burnt out and i mean with all the love in the world they look like crap um sometimes <laughs> uh, at month's end and stuff like that and busy times of work like it is so so important that you do manage to like turn off and that's one of the, i don't download that you're so right like i just even if it's just like it doesn't have to be yoga like you can find your yoga practice by going for a walk just get away from your screen you know it's 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 as well another thing and um, definitely my boyfriend as well having the desk at home is almost too available to you so if there's work you haven't completed you're working even a little bit later and um, well I definitely was someone on the clock when I was like in my corporate world a minute it was five o'clock I was gone but um, obviously everyone's job is different um, and if you do have to work late just take five minutes away from it and step back and then you might even realize when you leave your desk that you actually can't have more of a break yeah i think there's like there's an amazing book called essentialism by greg mckeown and it's kind of has a similar enough kind of ideology to the subtle art of not giving a fuck which is oh, if, yeah. <laughs> if which is if it's not a fuck yeah it's a no and yeah. if you are trying to weigh up whether to do something or to kind of going out for dinner with people or whether to kind of spend time with the kids in the evenings and you have kind of got this email on your desk at like five o'clock and you need to be able to say no right this can wait until the morning and be present I think that's such a big thing that a lot of people have potentially let go out of themselves a lot is that we're so caught up on looking at their phone caught up on looking at instagram like without like instagram is absolutely amazing i we both kind of work an awful lot of our business through social media and without it a lot of our business wouldn't be there but i think for for a lot of people they do get caught up in comparison and all that kind of stuff whether it's now it seems to be body comparison now that rather than kind of 
job comparison yeah and it's it's i think instagram is a gift but also the biggest curse like you know so definitely the point of scrolling if you even like i now find myself sometimes you're watching something and you just pick up your phone for absolutely no reason and next minute i'm on instagram like what am i doing just leaving the phone even in another room for an hour in the evening or trying not to i'm really trying not to have the last couple of hours before i go to bed trying to stay away from the screen and you definitely sleep better um doing little things like that 100 percent. i've gone the other extreme i've got an app on my phone that blocks my usage of my social media apps i got an app called freedom and that's brilliant i'm gonna write that down <laughs> so like if you try to open it up it just shuts down straight away and you've no choice and the only way to override it is to delete the app and you have to be very very desperate to go on and delete the app and (laughs) (laughs) but like that's the thing most of us think these things are going down but i can assure you nothing happens on social media after nine (laughs) o'clock like you're you're gonna if anything big happens you know any announcement you're gonna hear it somehow and that's it definitely and but but definitely back to what you're saying about being present and for me, yoga has been the biggest tool to help me be present, present in my body, present in my breath, and um, just trying to live in the moment. Um, and that's, I think, something we all need to practice. And even though I am a full-time yogi, it's something I, I practice every day. Yeah, I think I, I, I've taught yoga to a certain level i wouldn't say i'm I'm nowhere near a yogi but it is i find that the days that i was you just don't know it yet (laughs) i'm you can ask laura i'm definitely not um it's i found even the days that i was doing it i i felt so much better mentally just from being able to push your body to a certain limit um and being able like savasana is the greatest thing of all time being told to lie on the floor and close your eyes dream it's that's that, it. And it, now at my Zoom classes, sometimes because I, I obviously before teaching, I didn't have to do one hundred percent of the class. I'd be walking around, you know, adjusting people or fixing people. Um, but now I'm doing the whole class. There's many a times where I'm in shavasana with everyone, and I've nearly nodded off. It hasn't happened yet, <laughs> but people will just be waiting while I'm fifteen minutes on the floor. <laughs> it's so hard not to nod off. It's yeah. It's so so hard. <laughs> Um, but it, it, it's so so amazing it's, it's really really important and I think that kind of leads in with the kind of the, the, one of the next kind of things for you, that you've kind of spoken about up on your social media and one of the other mantras is pure joy is your birthright I think it's like it's a weird time but I really really think this sentimental message is very very good for what's going on at the minute yeah like this is something that um, I, I you know before I did my yoga teacher training I really just thought yoga was all about the physical side and you know I wasn't really into meditation I was I knew it was it was good for me and but kind of struggled or avoided it it was more of a mover in my meditations um and then when I did my yoga teacher training and my philosophy teacher basically that line pure joy is your birthright and is basically what yoga is all about um so there's eight different limbs I won't bore you with them but basically there's all different parts to yoga and only one part, one limb is the physical side. So the rest of the limbs are about preparing your body and for basically enlightenment, but really just finding joy in every moment. Um, And I feel like if we can even just think of that and little sentence, you know, even a little reminder, I'm all about mantras, pure joy is your birthright. Like, why shouldn't you be happy every day? And um, you can take it into the modern world. Like, why shouldn't you be happy? 
um, you know, every hour of the day, we all get in bad moods and different things, but a lot of the time they are moods and things that we can't control. So if we kind of strip it all back and try and even live the most simple life you can, and if you have happiness, I feel like you have everything. It's funny though that you mentioned mood because I think a lot of people can get caught up in like kind of like a, uh, a state that kind of how do I say this it's it, they kind of get caught up in a temporary state in the fact that if they've had something's happened to them they almost kind of like Joe, you know I'm just going to have a load of biscuits or I'm going to have a load of crisps or I'm going to have a load of ice cream there's nothing wrong with those foods no absolutely nothing and that's a mood thing this is this is something that I probably like um, drive a few of my friends mad about <laughs> definitely my other half but I am um, about um, like you can choose your mood 100% we every mood we have is a choice um, and even when I'm in a bad mood I'm like I know this is a choice but I'm angry about this 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 um, but if you can kind of like check in on yourself and obviously when bad things happen it's not about sweeping it under under the carpet it's about you know getting through that everything isn't rosy posy all the time everyone has their different stories um, but the mood is definitely when you think when you start to think about this is a choice every time you have a different kind of mood and um, it kind of makes you think about and um, the negative ones a little bit more which i find really interesting and i know lots of people have different opinions this is one that was really debated in my um, teacher trainings but i definitely believe that it's all a choice it is and i, th- I would i would say that it is 10 percent what happens 90 percent how we let it affect us or how we deal yeah. with it reaction with everything <laughs> because I like, think if like if you like I've been obsessed I the very first book I read in lockdown was Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl and if that man can get through what he had to go through so whoever doesn't know what Viktor Frankl's uh, background is Viktor Frankl was captured by the Nazis and put into the concentration camp and he was a psychologist um, by trade and he was put into, into the concentration camps but he managed to come out of it when the whole thing ended and he was seeing people around him kind of obviously go into whatever happened into the showers and stuff like that and never come out but it, a lot of the time he spent with was in the uh, in the grounds kind of doing the work in the kitchens and also in the in the so-called rooms that they had to sleep in and a lot of people were kind of passing away from illnesses and stuff like that but a lot of the times he was telling stories about how those people had had given up and that they had said certain sentences to him probably like two or three days before that they were kind of content and ready to go now, if you know what I mean. And that it, it's a weird thing. It's a weird state of mind to be able to kind of analyze that, that it's that it is what it is kind of like how we deal with things. And if you think about it when we are having one of those kind of crappy days and you have a look back at what actually triggered you was it something that so, like your boss said and if your boss said something to you or if your friend said something to you or someone said something to you you need to be able to recognize or realize why is that impacted on you as well why is that person or whatever sentence or phrase they have used why is that irked you so bad and you need to be able to say and look back at kind of has something happened to you in a in previous time or has something happened to you for like something maybe a comment was made about one of your friends or your parents or something like that and you need to be able to look back and recheck and reanalyze because otherwise you're just that's going to continue to happen and you're just going to keep going on that rabbit wheel 
That's it. And I a hundred percent agree with that. It's like that little mindset check-in, isn't it? <laughs> 100%. And I think one of the biggest things that I've tried to do and my clients are probably blue in the face listening to me on it, which is kind of like doing the journaling and doing positive affirmations. Oh, they're, it's just like a mantra. They're 100%. They're everything. And just a simple little sentence, like the start of your day, you might choose one on a Sunday that you're going to take with you through the week. It can just be so powerful. It's it's mad how like mine is literally three words and if I don't I notice the days that I don't potentially write that I do it before I go to bed so it's the last thing I go to sleep with so then when I wake up and I notice the days that I don't do it that I wake up and I'm kind of like right I don't feel the questioning things or yeah, you don't you feel know. the greatest and you you don't feel I don't like to use you don't yeah you don't feel ready for the day yeah that's it isn't it it's it's mad. Um, I remember when I when I first started teaching my little mantra um, was um, you love it show them how they can love it so that was like something that and I don't know it's probably similar you know when you're teaching probably if you're teaching like a fitness class or even going into a PT session you know when you're starting out it's very it's almost like public speaking all the time Um, and that little mantra just kind of helped me just kind of check in and okay you got this and just so simple but powerful it really is and it's 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 such a short sentence as well but it's uh it is quite powerful um and i 100 percent agree with you that is very applicable to people who are teaching classes or are teaching in general and um, yeah. that you have to be able to enjoy what you're doing and i think that's really important from what you said earlier about uh if you enjoy what you do you'll never work a day in your life and i think i know there's obviously there's some people that believe in that statement and there's other people that believe it's absolute and utter waffle but it's 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 funny what sentences rec- resonate with with different people and that's what got me out of my funk when i was going through a rough time it was literally i never got into podcasts before for from like three years ago i, I came across a podcast and one sentence in a podcast which was uh, stop caring what other people think and that kind of got me into right i'm actually going to go out and get sorted and go out and be self-employed and i don't think without that sentence maybe i could be wrong but things do happen for a reason 100 percent, everything is and sometimes we things come our way and we're like oh you know and you know maybe if you are someone that's now listening and you're trying to trying to come out there and everything seems to be coming your way to stop you every obstacle you just have to let it run its course as well and eventually you'll get that sign or you'll get that little um, moment where you're like right this is it 100 percent um and i think one of the like we were talking off air about kind of being kind of self-employed and stuff like that but it's so so important for taking time out for yourself because everyone's kind of if you have kids at home and you're listening to this i pray for you i don't know how you guys are doing it you deserve a medal at the end of this 100 uh, we were just saying that very lucky i'm trying to work on getting a puppy at the moment but um a kid is a total different and people say puppy is hard work but having kids fair play to people like non-stop when you're working trying to probably work from home as well like you're full-time at your desk at home and then trying to manage children which is really hard have you got any advice for people trying to kind of taking time out for themselves what they could do whether it's kind of like even two minutes a day yeah like simple like the simple one that i um, often say to people is like before when you wake up in the morning and before you go to bed that's when yoga is traditionally supposed to be practiced but um even just in the morning before you get on your phone before you start doing whatever 
just sit at the end of your bed if it's on the floor or you know have a little ritual for yourself it might be with your tea or your coffee and you might get your journal out or you might just sit in a place where it's silent or close your eyes as you're sitting and just have even just five minutes and you might not even realize but after time it might just turn into your little morning meditation or your evening before you go to sleep i think the like there's another book atomic habits like if someone is trying to try and do something it's like a good bit i need to get it it's so good i read it i think it was probably the second or third book that i've read i've read a lot during lockdown my head is literally just it's gotten it's so much reading has gone into my head over lockdown but i it's one of those things that i set myself a challenge that i wanted to read but i also have kind of come out with a different technique to try and learn the information there's no point in just reading books for the sake of it if you're not going to apply it or learn it and one of the things that kind of came out of atomic habits was a two minute rule so start if you are trying to start something new just try to cap it at two minutes so if you're trying to meditate start off with two minutes if you're starting to read books start off with two minutes and you're like well you're not going to read much in two minutes yes but if you start off with two minutes that that could be turned into half an hour probably like a month or two later so start off like everyone has time for two minutes if it's five minutes two minutes that's a big thing a big thing people often say to me i don't have time Um, and it's just about finding the time and if you say two to five minutes to yourself it's really sad if you can't find that (laughs) you need to change some stuff if you can't find that time my point back is if someone has says they don't have time to me is that then it's just not a priority so that's kind of leads back into the fuck yes thing yeah Um, (laughs) because it's, it's like people are saying now that like say someone is like oh i don't i don't have time to go to the gym when they're busy and stuff like that but the likes of like the ceo of linkedin or facebook they make sure that they are doing something early in the morning and that's their routine that that sets them up for the day and the people's argument back is well they have million they have loads of employees and stuff like that but they didn't always have those they still managed to make sure it was a priority the rock brings the gym with them that's the other extreme of it but he makes sure that if he's on set he has the gym with him he blocks out like two hours to eat and to train and that's his time and you have to make sure that you you're fuck all used to anyone if you're unwell or not mentally there and completely jaded like i just think it's like what you said there about the rock like make it priority your movement if you know whatever it is i just think movement is medicine and if it's you're like as if you have to eat you have to move and um, in whatever it is and i know not everyone is a yogi or whatever but find your mo- movement and if it's five ten minutes you start off usually after time it will, it will get longer and you'll start to enjoy it exactly you have to figure out what's for you and that's like anything from finding the teacher for you finding whether it is training for finding whether it's walking get friends involved get your partner involved and i think one massive thing that people understate the importance of is is having the kind of the family or friends or whatever that will support you and what you're trying to do because there's research done showing that if you if your if your friends are overweight or your family are overweight you're more likely to be overweight so it is really really important to surround yourself with those that are positive and have been there themselves and are trying to improve themselves and that's really really important i'm not saying get rid of your friends but <laughs> but what i'm saying is size, we're getting rid of you but even if, if you and your friend are both feeling the way you're both feeling a bit sticky a bit oh you know we're not motivated we're not you know we're hearing lots of mindfulness but we're not doing it start with your friend you know as we said there a few a little while ago doing it with someone having your buddy will make it easier 
100% and I think that's what I when, I when I had my illness and stuff like that I was lucky enough that one of my mates wanted to leave his corporate job for a few months and went traveling so I was very very lucky in that regard and potentially now would be the time if you are fortunate enough to have a job and you're managing to save some money and you want to go traveling potentially when the airports and stuff like that open up then will be the time to do it because obviously people are being told to have their holidays take their holidays now even though they still have to sit at home and it's like so that when the offices open back up that the companies won't have any any people on annual leave which i think is bonkers yeah 100 percent it's 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 like a people with annual leave um it's it's hard to sometimes understand i always find when people would have so much like what you said built up like and then i'm like i remember when i was working i would be always minus <laughs> <laughs> you'd buy the days i always owed it oh uh, buy i remember buying days uh one year and i was like what, what am i even doing this i'm spending money to go on the holiday i'm spending money to take the holiday like what is the absolute point in this but it yeah it's it, it's funny what way we like a lot of people get very very decent holidays at this stage and hopefully that will continue because it is important to kind of make sure you kind of take that that uh time off particularly if you're working city hours when this is all over um so more what's coming up next for you with kind of the lives the zoom classes the retreats yeah so um gosh I've, I've got lots coming up so the lives um unfortunately this is the last week of the instagram lives for now and um, i have from next tuesday after the bank holiday it's all on zoom now um kicking off with a yoga challenge for june hopefully you'll and um, people seem to be excited about it well i'm excited about it anyway and um, just a 30-day challenge to kind of give people a bit of a kickstart um, and then retreats. I was supposed to be um, with. The, I was supposed to have had two um, Irish retreats in Wicklow, both cancelled. I was supposed to be in Greece um, in April or in April, twenty second of April, and I'm supposed to be going to Greece again next week. So I've had lots of retreats cancelled, but um, I have managed to um, change the date. So hopefully, I'm being very optimistic. I have. Um, place that I do the retreats in Greece they've given me the last two weeks of the season which is the last week of October and the first week of November so who knows I know everything's a bit up in the air with travel but um, I'm holding out that's all I can do but if not it'll be next year I'll be kicking off again with the retreats I'm going to put the information into the write-up and if people want to find out and potentially have a chat with Maura and kind of see like potentially book in or whatever or if things are going to change hopefully they won't change hopefully we can get away before the year is out um and definitely gonna definitely join in on the yoga classes and thank well, you million shame for having me on it's been great to chat no worries at all i'm really 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 appreciate your time and you're doing incredible work with getting the yoga classes out there you are putting yoga to the masses when i think a lot of people don't really know what yoga is and they say on yoga when they don't understand it and i think it's an incredible job that you're doing you're as you said you're getting mothers and daughters who are potentially not seeing each other getting involved on zoom classes so incredible work yeah like it's the connection i feel like it's really kept me it's just like the people being able to like you know tune into their body at such a time and like the messages i've been receiving just been amazing but even um, people all around the country being able to come together so so that is the positive because I don't think I would be able to my little space I was using in Black Rock could only fit 10 mats so be very lucky no, <laughs> with what, this whole 
100% and guys if you've enjoyed the episode at all please do tag Mora and I up on your story so Mora's Instagram handle is yoga with Mora and mine is at Jane Walsh Fitness and guys if you can leave a review up on iTunes that would be amazing too so thank you so much Mora for coming on thank you thanks so much